friends, this is Stephanie. And this is Megan. And welcome to this week's episode of Jeds and Friends. So Megan, now that you're on Tinder, have you had any other encounters that we should know about? <laughs> uh, okay, I had I had one that was like a very random question was, um, and he was really cute, but I didn't know how to respond. And so I just basically left him on red and it was like, Hey, I have a question for you. What is your favorite dinosaur and why? And I'm like, it was like deer in the headlights. I'm like, uh, I just learned some of the names of them from my three-year-old. So I'm like, let alone their characteristics, you know, (laughs) I'm like their, their character traits. I have no idea why I would like one or the other, but anyway, um, I didn't know what to say. I am terrible at this, but I was swiping through and I saw this guy and he was like, he's cute. He is obviously into fitness because he's in really good shape. Um, But he had his like Instagram, like, so you can attach your Instagram, you know, to your profile. And so I'm like, oh, well, okay. So then I like looked and you know, then I went over on Instagram and his profile is public. So I started following it and just like checking it out. And I was like, wow, he's like really in shape. He's very strong. It's super attractive. And so I was like, and I liked him. So I swiped, I swiped right okay. on the Tinder app. Um, But it hasn't come. Ar- so I will say that there's been quite a bit, I think because I just started you know, being on this and I've had my profile for a while is like sometimes or a lot of times like I'll swipe and then it's like, great, it's a match. And then it's like, now say something. And I'm like, mm. like, I'm like, I don't know what to say. And so like, I don't, I'm like, oh, cool. We're a match, you know, but with this guy, it was like, oh, I, we weren't a match. I don't think it was like, I just like, I'm the one that swiped right on him, whatever. And I was like, hmm, okay, how do I, how do I like talk to him since we weren't a match? So I found him on Instagram and I like slid into his DMs. I look at Megan sliding into DMs. Uh, sliding into DMs. And I was like, so I was like, do you like personal train um, people? Like, are you a personal trainer or whatever? And he was like, <clears throat> and then he messaged me back. He's like, are you talking about just people in general? Or are you talking about yourself? Like for yourself? And I was like, for myself. And so he was like, Oh, cool. Okay. Well, so like, what are your fitness goals? I know he was feeling me. Yeah. Out. Like, oh, he was like, yeah. I need to see if this girl is serious yeah. about her fitness or she just wants to work out in my home gym. Or she trying to <laughs> fitness something else in her mouth. Okay. He posted a lot of, Shirtless videos, I will say that. Mm-hmm. So, um, right. lifting heavy weights and doing the things. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was like, yeah, myself. And then he's like, what are your fitness goals? And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to come up with some answers. So, I came up with answers and I was like very specific. And I will say, I ended it with um, my last fitness goal slash fantasy is I don't know if you've seen the movie G.I. Jane. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was a long, you know, time ago, of course. It was, like, in the 90s. Demi Moore get first off, it's a, it's, 
it's horrific. The story is kind of horrific. Right. But um, <clears throat> she, there's a scene, of course, where she is working out and she's struggling and she finally, she's getting better and better. And she has the most bomb, strong body. And she is doing like a one-handed, you know, push-up. And she's doing these major sit-ups from like hanging by her feet. And I was like, okay, so like my ultimate fitness goal fantasy would be to be able to complete Demi Moore's workout in that from that movie. Like mm-hmm. that would be badass. And so he was like, all right. He's like, awesome. So he's like, are you interested in like virtual or online, you know, online or virtual personal training? I'm like, no, I want, no, I'm trying to get, uh, no, I want you to personal train me in person. person. I don't want to follow along on a video or like do some kind of, I don't like, how does that even work? Right. And so anyway, and so then he's, yeah. And so then he was like, all right, I'll send you this like form for you to fill out because I'm only taking like a certain amount of people and da, 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 da. And so I was like, all right. And so then I, anyway, I filled it out because it's like, you know, what are your goals? What's holding you back? Like, how serious are you? Da, da, da. Well, so now he requested to follow me on Instagram. And I was like, oh, shit. And then, because, you know, you have to think about, right? because like, my, you know, my Instagram is private. And I, you know, you have to think about, like, all the things that are on your Instagram. Mm-hmm. It's like, can be very personal. I have a lot of pictures of my child. I have no pictures showing that I am fit <laughs> at all. I mean, not to say that I said that I was, but you know what I mean. Right, right, right. Um, and then he was like, all right, so like, when's a good time to talk? And I was like, I did not say anything. That was uh, over an hour ago, hour and a half ago. And I don't know what to say. Because I'm like, well, how much are you charging? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know how this... I, I partly you know, just thought of something to say f- for, you know, for him to engage yeah, yeah. with me. But it's, Not like, that it's I almost work- like you didn't realize he was going to continue the engagement. It's like, oh, yeah. man, he really all up in this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, I got to I have to really pull out some serious fitness goals. Here. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, so I don't know. I, I don't know where it's where that would go. But, you know, it's it's not like. There initially was a match, but then he did message me on Tinder also, apparently, and was like, good morning, and that was at 4 a.m. He was like, I know, I know, it's early, and I'm like, of course, because you're probably working out already, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, anyway, he's he's cute, though, so I don't know. I don't know what to do about that. Yeah. I, I kind of was hoping that, like, I would get the personal training f- at a very big discount, you know? I did slide into his DMs because he was, you know, nice body and cute. But I was like, anyway, I don't know what's going to come of that. Yeah. That's that. Um, Can I say, though, when he at when you said he asked, like, what um, dinosaur you would be and why, my mind totally went like beep, beep, beep. So I thought of two <laughs> answers. I, I okay, thought okay, of okay. Um, a Tyrannosaurus sex. <laughs> And then if my name were Sarah, it would be Triceratops. <laughs> if you know what I mean. Oink, oink, nudge, nudge. I do. <laughs> I my love brain it. automatically goes to the most inappropriate places. But I was like, I those two popped up. I'm so like, good. ooh, this is an interesting question. 
<laughs> I like it. I like that's, it a lot. That's so good. You are like your borderline like dad joke person. <laughs> <laughs> which I love. I love it. I love it. I love oh, it. It's so funny. Oh. This is like, I like to get, I like to rile people up, you know, I, I, instead I have the name Megan and it doesn't oh, go with any of the dinosaurs. I don't think. Stephanie is like step on me and that's not super sexy, oh. but that's okay. Well, you know, we're eighties babies. Eighties babies. Popular names. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so stay tuned. Uh, for an update to the Tinder Chronicles. Okay, so this week we are talking about toxic friendships. So let's get into it. We've all had those friendships where they seem to start off great. But along the way, red flags start to like pop up and the honeymoon stage starts to fade away. So today, we're going to provide some red flags, some of our experiences, and Stephanie and Megan's tips on how to deal with toxic friendships. So getting into some traits of a toxic friendship is one, imbalanced power dynamic. So they are the wagon master of the group. They need to be in control. Sometimes they want to be the only one that drives everyone and picks them up. I feel like that also is a way to be in control of when you're going to arrive, when you're going to leave somewhere, whether you like it or not. Mm -hmm. Any way that they can be essentially in the driver's seat with social situations or just even in the friendship itself. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of somebody being like the mom of the group. Yes. Yeah. Yes, very much the mom, for sure. Mm -hmm. And then number two is they tell your secrets to others in the friend group. So you confide in them, maybe separately, and then they go and run and tell your, you know, you're just telling them in confidence, and then they go and tell your secrets to other people. Mm -hmm. Number three, they don't celebrate your successes or support your passion. So they always seem to have like a negative attitude or when you're excited about something, they just flat out don't seem interested, which can be a real buzzkill when you're proud of something and you've done something exciting and with like a new project or you're excited about a new relationship, there's just nothing positive coming out of them. (laughs) So that's that's definitely a red flag. Uh, Number four, they always try to one up you. And I've actually experienced this before in previous friendships where, you know, I say I've done something and then automatically they they try to overshadow you with whatever achievements that they've done that it may just be a little bit better. It's like, mm-hmm. just be happy for me. When you do something right. good, I'm happy for you. So just be happy for me. Um, right. And then number five, you know, really, you just feel bad about yourself after hanging out with them. Either you've gotten into an argument or they've belittled you or they've somehow made you feel small or, you know, have embarrassed you in front of the group. It just never feels good be made feel that way and so that's a definite red flag and something that you know to consider if that happens to you often um mm-hmm. so now that we have some traits to look out for megan and i want to share some of our past experiences of toxic friendships all right so one of mine is i was in a relationship that was super toxic and unhealthy. And um, I cried 
about it and we would break up and, you know, get back together and that kind of thing. And she was always kind of shaming me in a way as far as, you know, why are you still with him or you need to do this or you need to say that or, you know, whatever. And she was like very involved in kind of the drama of it. But it was like, she always gave off the impression that, well, she wouldn't, you know, she would be making better decisions. Mm -hmm. She wouldn't be, you know, uh, with someone who was treating me just terrible. Mm -hmm. And then it was a few years later, she, and and she never shared anything. She was dating someone also, and she never shared anything in this moment. So then a few years later, she writes me, doesn't even tell me in person. She writes me this big, long letter, basically sharing that she was in an abusive relationship and that in ways, I guess I wouldn't say it was worse. I would just say it was a different kind of abuse. Mm -hmm. So because I don't, I want to be very careful and, you know, I don't want to say that one is is worse than the other because it all feels terrible. So um, anyway, but she was like going into this detail of all of this and And part of me felt bad, guilty for my reaction. But when I probably was supposed to feel, you know, sympathetic to her about it, I actually got extremely pissed off. The whole thing really made me angry because I thought, you know what, like, you kind of set up the, you know, friendship for you know, me to be vulnerable with you. And you always were like trying to get me to like talk about things and be vulnerable with you. But she was like a fucking vault. She wouldn't share her feelings about anything, Mm -hmm. whether minor or major. And she always just acted like, oh, everything's fine. Everything's fine. And so I was like, you know what? I'm like, that is, that's shitty. Right. That's shitty because if you were going through it at the same time I was, then that would have been a perfect time to share. And then it was like, it's a two-way street. Like mm-hmm. one, you can't just have one friend in the friendship be vulnerable while the other one doesn't. Like it's just, that's not cool. Mm-hmm. So that was a major one for sure. Another one was if I liked people, if I had a crush on some guys and I would tell her, that I liked them because we were all friends or she was friends with them. She would be like, well, he doesn't like you. He doesn't like you like that. And I'm like, Oh, you know, that sucks. Or, you know, if I liked someone and she was hanging out with them and like her, you know, her boyfriend and she would tell me about their plans. And then I was like, Oh, that sounds fun. Like I want to go or I want to do that. And she would never like, she wouldn't, necessarily extend the invitation like yeah if i were in those kinds of social plans it was because they spontaneously happened when i was already there mm-hmm. you know what i mean so there was that uh then i found out later at least for one that a guy actually that i liked did like me and told her that and she never told me she just said oh he's not interested yeah. well not only so. didn't tell you but lied and said that yes. he didn't. Uh-huh. And so that's yeah. even worse than not telling you. She made the decision to lie to you. 
Yeah, she cock blocked me. me is what she, she did. Blocked you. She, <laughs> she cock blocked you. She majorly cock blocked yeah. me, which really again made me pissed off because obviously, like I didn't find out in that moment. It was like right. a major missed opportunity. Yes, you yeah. know. So then it's like that whole like, oh, it could have been or what whatever. Happened. Yeah, so, yeah. So that that pissed me off too. Lastly, was I. Another data, it's all surrounding guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is my theme for her. So I was dating a guy uh, for a long time and we broke up and I was devastated and I felt like just moved in closer. She still was friends with him. It almost looked like, I don't want to be too, too specific. So I'm I'm trying to kind of dance around this and be a little bit vague, mm-hmm. but there was one instance where it was almost like she sided with him in a way as far as we were at a uh, mutual event and she chose to like be sitting next to him Mm -hmm. versus like saving me a seat or you know something like that basically do you think that roundabout way do you think that was platonic or do you think that there was something more going on there I think she wanted something to be more on her end, mm. but I would say that he did not reciprocate that mm. at all. Yeah. I think she was just like hoping. I don't know. It was weird. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, to me, it sounds like she did not respect the girl code is what I'm hearing. <laughs> No. And so basically that was kind of the nail in the coffin. Mm-hmm. Like I, we didn't have a big blow up. It was just those things over maybe, you know, and some of those other things that we talked about, they were definitely there. Like the traits that we talked about, the toxic traits, they were also underlining there. Mm-hmm. But those three big things kind of happened closely within you know, a few years of each other. Yeah. And so it was like, no, I'm done. And we, I just basically kind of phased her out. I just, I stopped hanging out with her. I stopped, you know, initiating anything. I just was like, I'm, I'm done. Like, and you know, it was a long friendship. And I think that's probably with a many relationships that people have is you tend to hang on longer than you really should Mm -hmm. because you think about the history and you think about, you know, other parts of the relationship that that were good. Right. And yeah. until I think the bad outweighs that is when you're like more apt to say this is this is it. Yeah. Time this, to go. This isn't working anymore. Well, and actually I wanted to circle back on one of the first things that you mentioned about this person and just listening to your recount of everything. You know, you said like it really upset you when you know, she was going through the same situation that you were going through and she wasn't vulnerable with you. It's mm-hmm. it, it's one thing where if you're not ready to share, you know, your experiences, that's one thing. But it all, also sounds like though she was passing judgment on you as it was happening. So if you're not <laughs> yeah. going to share, that's one thing. But right. then don't you dare pass judgment when you're experiencing the same thing. That's when it becomes toxic. It's very hypocritical. It's exactly. It's very extremely exactly. hypocritical. Yeah. And that's what I was hearing. It's like, I don't, you know, not that necessarily you're mad that she didn't tell you right away, but I think the passing judgment just added to it. 
And it's yeah. like, don't don't tell me you would have done anything different because you are not doing that. I found out that yeah. you weren't going to do anything different and you've now lied to me <laughs> again. Right. You know? Well, and, you know, and part of it is like we were friends for a long time and there were numerous things that happened in my life that were pretty major and pretty traumatic. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I could say that I was consistently open and honest and vulnerable with her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was, she never was. Yeah. And it's one thing to not feel comfortable, I guess, and vulnerable with a friendship if it's new, if you really feel like they would not keep that kind of thing to themselves that they would tell. But I was a very loyal, good friend so it wasn't I do, that's why I do feel like it was definitely um you know manipulative and and just hypocritical in that sense. Yeah. So yes. Yeah. I I would agree with that. Ugh. That sucks. Okay. But you're out of it. Yeah. So that's No, nope, I'm yeah, I'm done. <laughs> and it's like you also it's a learning experience and yeah. you you take what you enjoyed with it and then also you you really can see those flags i felt like a whole lot easier when it comes up with someone else mm-hmm. that you meet yeah. you're like whoop nope seen that before no thanks yep. like i'm not even going to get into it so anyway i'm curious of what your experiences have been if they're different than mine or same you know i've had a few people in my life that i would consider toxic but there's one in particular this person really started to become condescending and that really showed their true colors. So like, for instance, um, like just one of like the red flags was they stopped celebrating my successes and instead started like raining on my parade, you know, her Mm -hmm. successes and her passions and what she was doing was far more superior and important than what I was doing. I was never good enough. I was, what I was doing was like, you know, kid things compared to Mm -hmm. her, like, you know, changing the world or whatever the case is. And so, and that may have been the case. Maybe she was doing something like, quote unquote, more important, but I was happy about what I was doing and she couldn't share those with me. And that really was like kind of degrading and really like killed my self-esteem at that point. The Mm -hmm. other thing was she was rarely uplifting and supportive, you know, instead she would make me feel like I was not good enough or that I was even a bad friend or just a bad person overall, that maybe decisions Mm -hmm. I was making wasn't the right decisions. And it, you know, it just got to a point where I was like, if you don't, if you like me, then why are you my friend? I mean, I'm not getting this feedback from other people. So what is it that you're seeing that all of our other friends and other, you know, other friend groups of mine are not, are not seeing? So why are you sticking around or, you know, Um, but finally there was, it was like a nail in the coffin. Like with you, there was something that happened that was a nail in the coffin with me. There's one thing you don't do is you do not fuck with my family. That is the one thing that I cannot forgive. I cannot see past. Um, you can, you know, if, if you want to talk about me or do something to me, you and I can have words, but once Mm -hmm. you involve my family, it's on. And she made some comments to my sister and Megan, you know, my sister, my sister is sister. amazing. She's sweet. the sweetest. She would never hurt a fly. Even when I've tried to like push no. her, she she's would so never sweet. do it. So yeah. for her to make. And she's younger. And too. she's younger. So I, yeah, I mean, I to, to point that out mm-hmm. is that it's not even necessarily, you know, she's being shitty to someone 
the same age. Mm-hmm. It's like younger. So then it's almost like a bully. It's a bully. Yeah. You know, for to a younger person. I mean, it's just. Ugh. Yeah. Well, yeah. and there was a couple instances that she made my sister cry. And I was no. just like, no, no. Like the first time, you know, I was kind of in a weird weird spot. I was like, you know, this is my friend and this is my sister. What do I do? But when it happened again, I had, Mm. I I was like, no, this is not happening again. You are not treating her like this. You're whatever you're saying is not appropriate. And she's never done anything to you. And then I found out later from another person that she had talked shit about my family and like how, Mm. you know, maybe Mm. they were not operating a certain way. And if, you know, basically it was how her family operates was like, the gold standard. And if right. it wasn't like that, then there was something wrong with your family. And I right. thought it was totally unfounded and really culturally insensitive because some of the things that she was talking about was directly related to my culture. And so right. I was like, can you not see outside of your little box? You know, yep. <laughs> like, yeah. So I had had it. Like, yeah, you totally, don't mess. totally ignorant, mm-hmm. obviously. I mean, in that, in that specific example, for sure. Yeah. Which is, extra offensive yeah totally (laughs) so you know i just i got tired of trying to protect that relationship and try to revive it and i had just was like you know it's not worth it you have gone Mm -hmm. past the point of no return for me and we're done we're done yeah so now that we have a good idea of what a toxic friendship looks like and we've shared some of our examples here are megan and stephanie's four tips for dealing with a toxic friend. And I will say, I did not, I did not do these first two. I will say that. Okay. No, this is what you should do for sure. But I'm just going to say like, no, no, this is what you should do. But I'm going to say that at this time, and also I was, you know, I was very, I was a lot younger. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, it's easier for me to like voice my feelings about stuff. But okay, this is what I'm saying. Number one, Stay away from stooping to their level and gossiping about them. Um, talk to them directly and not through others. Uh, then communicate your frustrations to be clear and honest about what you want them to understand. Set boundaries with them. Um, and if they choose to basically not respect your boundaries and continue doing what you've said bothers you and that you don't like, then that's also kind of a a little hint that you need to probably reevaluate. Exactly. And then ask yourself, is this person a soul energizer or a soul sucker? Does this person uplift you or put you down? Is this person, does this person give you wings and help you fly? Or instead, are they an anchor and weigh you down? If those, if the answer to those questions seem to lean a certain way, then maybe this isn't a person that you should even have in your life in any capacity. Because my theory is, and I'm sure I can speak for Megan, is that we want people that energize us. We want people that yeah. bring bring their all to the table, and then we will match them. You know what I mean? So friendship is a two-way street and is a 50-50 mm-hmm. kind of thing. So if you're not getting that from them, Bye. (laughs) Um, Bye. Which leads us to number four. Know when it's time to cut ties. Remember that it's okay to move on. You know, people change and some friends are forever and some friends are only for the moment. Both are both are valuable and help us to grow as people and we learn, but Mm -hmm. not everybody is a forever friend and that is okay. Yep. 
All right, Jens and friends, <laughs> that wraps up this episode. So, Steph, how can our listeners find us? Well, as always, hit us up on Instagram by commenting on our latest post at Jens and Friends or email us at jensandfriends at gmail.com to give us feedback on what you want to hear. Don't forget to rate, share, and subscribe, and tune in next week for our next episode. Later, Jens and Friends. Later.